This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's hour four of the GBAC Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. Where are we? We are live at the Globe home of your World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Their annual awards will take place this evening. I'm sure you'll see some highlights on uh, local television and uh, internet. We are, uh, I believe, standing by at some point this hour. We'll get Nathan Evaldi here in our field side suite. We're right behind home plate right now. And then we're expecting Rangers pitching coach Mike Maddox coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. As the show rolls on, hope you're having a great Friday. Of course, we have what you're drinking and what you're thinking coming up at 520. It's time now for football's finest. Here's Eric Chiafalo. Okay, so much to get to, boys. The idea that Nasty Nate Evaldi could be approaching us at any moment has me torqued in a way that I haven't felt since parade day. Okay, I'm just going to be vulnerable with you guys here. Yeah, yeah, that's a starstruck moment. I cannot wait to hear about his curtain call and uh, just what it's like to go into a completely different version, accessing a different version of yourself when you get on the mound, like Nasty Nate Evaldi does. Yeah. 100%. That's going to be freaking and I awesome. I know, like when runners are in scoring position, or he just has runners on base, and he's able to just take it to another level. It's almost like he prefers it. He pitches better when he's got runners on second and third versus if the bases are clean. The it's, cream, it's weird. The cream tends to rise, Wolchuk. Now here's the deal. Defensively, right now. In the uh, in the NFL and especially here locally with our very own front runners, as long as Dan Quinn is still the defensive coordinator, there's an issue versus teams with the uh, with the heavy motion usage. We've discussed this time and time again. We know this. Everybody's trying to figure out how do you get a grasp on these the these new age offenses and all these different motions that they're throwing at you, and especially the motion at the snap where you got guys that are running full speed basically at the snap of the ball, and a lot of defensive coordinators are struggling to get with the times, uh, and we know that firsthand. But there are two defensive coordinators that have handled it extremely well this year. Uh, not perfect, not perfect, because it is uh, it is the NFL, it is football, it is a strange lady, and these offenses are pretty incredible. And so even defenses like the Ravens or like the Chiefs that are still standing here as we approach conference title weekend, uh, their defenses have gotten got a time or two, but by and large you're talking about two defenses that have gone toe-to-toe with the NFL's best offenses and those like Shanahan and McDaniel and LaFleur that really like to bust out the the motion or Ben Johnson who we've talked about a ton might be the commander's next head coach and calls plays offensively for the Lions Uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs defenses have gone toe-to-toe with these offenses this year and and, and come out unscathed and at times like in the in the Ravens case blowing the doors off them hey Detroit you're not gonna be able to do anything today hey Miami you're not gonna be able to do anything today hey San Francisco you're gonna struggle to do a ton tonight um 
And that's that's what's like, okay, so what is it that they are doing? And these are, the, you know, Steve Spagnuolo and Mike McDonald. These are the defensive coordinators. The Ravens have Mike McDonald. He's the young guy kind of coming from the college ranks now into the NFL, making a name for himself. Steve Spagnuolo is a guy who's been getting it done for years. I mean, Legend. if he's your defensive coordinator, gosh dang it, you're closer to a Super Bowl. That's just sort of the, the way it goes. We all remember the front seven and the pass rush of the Giants that were getting after Brady even when he was perfect in 07. It was like, ah, oh, this is going to be too much for you. Now, credit to Steve Spagnola, who's just been able to evolve. At, you know, the, the game hasn't yes. passed him by. For as long as he's been here, his defense is still figuring out a way. Titles in three different decades. Yes, like super, super impressive. Uh, now, these guys don't necessarily have the same ideas in terms of exactly how to approach defense. It's not like they're mirror images of each other where it's like they do the same things. But the one thing that they both like to do is they like to roll roll defenders at the snap of the ball. You know, they like to change coverage. We hear that plenty. Hey, mm-hmm. they showed pre-snap. They were in too high safety. Right. The ball snapped, and all of a sudden, they got a guy coming robber down the middle, and they're yeah. going single high, and now yeah. the quarterback's a little confused. Right. We understand that, but they have it dialed so impressively, and what they're actually doing, and, I'm, and this is all coming from a, an article in The Ringer from Ben Solak, and I don't think this is an end-all, be-all. There's so many things that have to fall into place for you, but two of the similarities, as you'll see, is that both of these defenses roll cover a ton and they do it it's almost easier for them to do it versus teams that are motioning at the snap because now they know everybody's on the same page when you're rolling coverage it's easier said than done because it doesn't mean every guy's not always rolling at the exact same time so you guys that are not in the place they need to be at the right time you need to have smart versatile defenders to pull this off everybody's sort of in concert with each other rolling at the same time but these quarterbacks and their cadences they know how to bleep with you so all of a sudden you show something too early now that now what was supposed to be a post-snap change has become pre-snap and badass quarterback there knows what you're doing and boom you're screwed Mm -hmm. so but when these teams are motioning at the snap now you're telling everybody when you're a team that motions at the snap we know when the snap is so they're getting a, a, a step ahead on these teams that are motioning at the snap because their intent defensively is to much like you're moving guys around we're doing the same thing bro we got versatile defenders and we're all moving as well but now we're doing it much more everybody's aligned and in sync with each other because you're giving away when the snap is because we know when the guy is full speed running across the formation you're about to snap the ball he's not if you if you're just going to shift him then we know he's going to kind of trot over to the other side and Mm -hmm. set or whatever but when we see Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey going full speed across the formation whenever we know snaps coming so now the defense gives you the pre-snap look and they know they all in concert with each other the defenders are now rotating to their new spots and the chiefs are the type of team that likes to blitz so right. they're gonna they're gonna roll that and then now somebody's gonna blitz that you weren't expecting they're bringing an extra guy or two mcdonald of the ravens is a guy who likes to bring the simulated pressure so he's always dropping the eight, not always, but by and large, he's dropping the eight in coverage or the seven in coverage, excuse me. He's bringing four every time, but he, you're going to be surprised of where it's coming from. It's not the traditional four dudes. So Spagnuolo and the Chiefs, they're going to bring extra guys and, and you're going to be you know a little bit lost. McDonald will just he's he'll bring that slot corner, but all of a sudden he's got a DN dropping or mm-hmm. something, you know. So he's always Call maintaining that, like, fire zone is what they yeah do. yeah like yeah. they're they're maintaining the seven defenders right. you know on the back end technically. So that's one of the things that that Ben Solak is looking at that 
is sort of distinguishing the Chiefs defense and the Ravens defense as new age defenses that are able to get a grasp on these snap, you know, these these motions and these these snap motion teams. And that's what these best teams are doing right now offensively. And these are the two teams defensively that have been able to sort of get a grasp on it better than the rest. And I found it to be super interesting since that that seems to be Dan Quinn's biggest issue. Instead of being set up to get tricked, we got our own thing we're doing on our side. We're going to try to have everything covered and give you eye candy to worry about. Instead of, hey, let's set up the defense to lean this way and go that way, they're hiking and saying, okay, what the hell is the defense doing while we're trying to get our playoff? They move, you move, just like that. Yeah. Right? Dan (laughs) Quinn's just staying still. uh, And that's the thing. They're not doing a whole lot of movements. See, I don't know know the exact numbers on how often Dan Quinn is is, is rotating coverage and changing at the snap, but I do know that – you know, there's levels to being able to accomplish it. You have to have the right players for it, but you also have to be the kind of coach that knows getting everybody on the same page here, this is easier said than done. That is the, a the problem. You know? That is the problem. We saw that with the Packers. Yeah. In the Packers game, communication. When Dallas gives up big plays, it's generally because of communication. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you had – oh, you bet – oh, but me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean – When all, we talked about in the end zone, right, you had guys that were picking each other up off right. in the baseline of the end zone, and that right. was in the Seattle game with right. the DK Metcalf touchdown. I mean, this was there kind was of a There was two theme. times where Gilmore was trying to run across, taking a guy man, and safeties were running into him, you know, because they weren't sure where they needed to be on the fit. You know, motion at the snap, I think this is something that is totally changing the league. Um, It reminds me of a conversation we had with Jason Garrett once seven or eight years ago asking him, why aren't we doing more of this? And he said it becomes a redundant cat and mouse game Mm. where every team just ups it a little bit like we're doing this, so we're doing that. Mm. Oh, so we're going to do this. And he said you end up spending the entire clock time thinking of how what are we going to do if they do this and they do that. And I think it just took people that were willing to accept that challenge. And, and not run from the, uh, the opportunity, you know? Because uh, for, for a full generation or two, they said, let's stop with the cat and mouse game and just line up and try to hit each other, okay? <laughs> this is ridiculous with, oh, I'm, I'm tricking you. Now the, the, the best guys have come around. They figured out a way to practice it to get everybody on the same page, and it's not overwhelming. They're like, hey, guys, it's, it's a sport. We have 16 or 17 of these to play. We have 60 guys here that, you know, are on staff. I'm pretty sure we can get this figured out. And now I, I think the final thing to fall into place was more versatile defenders, guys that could legitimately go play multiple positions at the same time. For sure. For sure. Uh, and, you know, somebody saying like the Rams had absolutely no problem with that Ravens defense. Uh, and yes, you're 100 percent right. That's why I prefaced it with there were, you know, it's it's still, you know, it's still football and you're still going up against a Sean McVay. Well, you're changing the probabilities Matthew of success. Stafford. Right. You're not eliminating the probability of the other team having success. You're just saying. Us just standing here and trying to guess which way they're going is getting our asses whipped. we got to start playing back. Yeah. And now maybe there are some embarrassing plays that it's like, wow, why was that guy running the wrong way? Yeah. you got to accept that. you know, you got to accept that even worse plays might happen. But out of 100, we are going to confuse them more than we're currently getting confused. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the 2-1-4, like, yes, this is, this is not new age necessarily. D- d- defenses have been disguising themselves plenty over the years there's no question about it it just seems like the Chiefs and the Ravens are doing it better than everyone else and they are everybody else is in you know all these guys for the Ravens all these guys for the Chiefs they're in concert with each other and they're using this the the snap motion as uh, as an advantage for them defensively to time it all 
yeah. because there's mm-hmm. plenty of times where one guy, everybody's trying to rotate, one guy gets a little bit too quick with it, and now all of a sudden he's he's ruined sort of what needs to be uh, everybody in line with each other here. And so it's a difficult thing to pull off. Defenses have been doing it for a while, but it seems like the Chiefs and the Ravens are doing it better than everybody, and they're using the snap motion against these offenses that are dominating the league. Yeah, you, you had to start playing back because, you know, for the longest time in this sport, you know, um, the option was powerful, right? And then defenses figured out a way to kill the option, what, in early 80s or something like that? Yeah, the, the, what, how you run guys down in the, in the alleys and stuff like yeah. that and you know, with the way you play. with, And you could do it with splits, too. Yeah. You know, make it, you know, how play so, wide. So maybe the kind of stuff that the text is talking about right right there, like back in the day, different things were getting implemented. But over the last five or six years, multiple deviations off of the same play mid-play have become an offensive revolution. Instead of, like, just the option. Now, am I running? Am I passing? Uh, am I handing it off as a quarterback? Three different options. All that is fairly new over the last 10 or 12 years. Uh, then you add now what tormented the Cowboys against Green Bay. The multiple looks off of running it. It looks like the same play, but I might go one of two different ways based on the reads. And you have to start altering the offensive reads. You have to start confusing them and playing with their eyes. So they're like, man, I thought the hole was going to be there. A half second later, it was already gone. Now you're taking the modern offense and putting you know, mechanisms in place to totally you know, cross their wires, just as they've been doing to you for, I believe, since uh, the, the revolution from the Rams started in 2017. Yeah, yeah, that's when, I mean, I'll never forget Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch just oh, looking stuck in the mud. lost for an entire playoff game as it was C.J. Anderson. Yep, and Todd Gurley both ran for over 100 yards. Just barreling through, and they, they, had no, they had no idea which way was up there. Um, okay, now uh, a couple of things here. It looks like uh, the Chiefs are going to be without their, their best guard, mm-hmm. uh, old, old Thune, or Tooney. Uh, he's going to be out. That's going to be that's going to be uh, something that I think goes a long way in benefiting the Ravens there for sure. Uh, you have Travis Kelsey saying that uh, he's thinking about this one on Sunday and he wants it more than he's ever wanted one in his life in terms of this Chiefs run that he's on. And there's uh, you know there's definitely been I mean there's been some like did you guys see the the Ravens artist or it's not the Ravens artist but it is a a local Baltimore artist who has has made a giant uh, a giant mural of Taylor Swift but it's in a Lamar Jackson jersey wow uh, you know like the the extent of which the sort of the trolling can get to now for a guy like Travis Kelsey like every time he's opening his phone he's seeing seeing something that is probably not what he wants to see in terms of trash talk. I, I do believe him when he says, like, he's got a little bit more for this than ever. You know, like, he's never – he hasn't gotten to prove in front of her just how dominant and how, with his championship-level abilities. Like, in her mind, he's never even won it. She, he's going to have to go prove it, and he knows that. Ooh, and, yeah. and he's waking up and seeing Lamar Jackson murals uh, or Taylor Swift murals with the Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. jersey. I mean, that's, that's some, that's some big-time bulletin board material, mural yeah. size. Yeah. yeah. He's got to try to to win it and and not give too many like pro wrestling cliches over the next month or so in in, in hopes of not losing her. That'd be the the catch of a lifetime. I'm assuming. Okay, uh, you guys are gonna hate me for bringing this up, but what did happened? we like making a, a decision on what we want to do for the survivor type of thing, or are we just gonna scrap it? Oh, I think that's a uh, that's. I'm, I'm glad you brought that I mean, up. I'm cool with scrapping it. I'm glad. No, we're not, we're not. There's no scrapping. I'll take the coward's way out here, boys. No, there, there's. I got, we got big weekend stuff going on. Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> that will you ruin. You guys want to go ahead and just 
put it, this no. on to the Super It does Bowl. have the opportunity, the chance to single-handedly ruin my 30th birthday on Sunday. It does. I think I think Brian drew names and I'm I'm comfortable cuz he right. got he got the team least likely to win. So let's just tell should we just tell everyone who our names are then? Yeah, well on 3 everybody just say your team name, okay? Try and pick okay. it. 1 2 Chiefs. 3 Niners. All right, everyone knows. All right, we nailed it. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, guys. Football's finest most afternoons at 5 o'clock here in the G-Bag Nation. They just cut the lights off here at the Globe. Is it time yeah. to put the kids to bed? Yeah. Is the G-Bag Nation going, going all 56 <laughs> inches around that rim? Because we could bust that out on you. Mm, let the it rain. Annual Rangers Awards are getting set. Um, a player is going to uh, stop by our broadcast position here in the next 40 minutes or so. We have what you're drinking and what you're thinking. And Mike Maddox is going to join you coming up at 6 o'clock right here on your home of the Cowboys, home of the World Series champions here on uh, 105.3 The Fan. And and uh, we're coming back with that uh, that expressway. You're going to tell us what you're drinking and what you're thinking next here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, sir. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having an outstanding day. It is... uh it's time now for what you're drinking and what you're, you're thinking, thinking at 877-881-1053. I do believe we're going to get a special Rangers guest here to join us in the middle of what you're drinking and what you're thinking. So uh, the Expressway is brought to you by the on-time experts. We have L.A. Live coming up in about 15, 20 minutes, um, and we have your phone calls. But as we do every Friday afternoon, we go around this room and talk about what we're drinking and what we're thinking. And Josh Young is going to sit down with us here any second. I'm just thinking I, I can't wait to get out there to surprise and be surrounded by greatness. You know, getting a little taste of it this afternoon. We, we've been lucky enough to be in this building three times since they won it. The vibes are still immaculate. The, the Rangers World Series momentum is still alive. Um, and, and the championship makes everything worth it. That, that's what I know. That's what this offseason has taught me. The agony, the arguments, the stress. Just go win it, you know. And that's what Chris Young did for us. He just went and won it. And spared no expense and let nothing stand in his way. And I, I, I want to salute them one more time for it. Well, Chuck, what are you drinking and what are you thinking? Yeah, I agree, man. I've uh, I really haven't been drinking much at all uh, today. Might might probably tomorrow night. You know, we'll celebrate a little bit. But eventually, I'll get some water in me. I think that's probably needed. But I'm thinking I can't wait to talk to Josh Young. I love that man. I'm ready for the Rangers to run this thing back. I love being out here every single time. And uh, I feel like we just got so spoiled with these pullovers and hats, bro. This is unbelievable, but I'm happy we get El Blondie back. El Blondie, El Blondie, El Blondie, El Blondie. Yeah. Yeah, real quick, I'm thinking before we get Josh on, I'm thinking how much funny, how funny it's been to watch Zach trying to adjust his hat to get it on his head. Yeah. He's done a very poor job of that. Very poor job of that. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, sir. We're we're live on air. Let's get him a headset. Nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us here on 105.3, the fan home of the Rangers. And uh, it's it's awesome to be back here, man. We've we've been back in this in this building uh, three times, and soaking in the the World Series champion vibes. How's your off season going, man? So far, so good. It yeah. feels really quick because yeah. it kind of is, but <laughs> it is. Um, that's the price you play or price you pay for playing that long. But I mean, it's been great. So would you be willing to do that again next off season? I would love <laughs> to do it again. It's a great problem to have. How about that? Yeah. 
So rookie year World Series champion. I mean, you're, you are making it look pretty easy out there, Josh. No, my teammates are making it look a lot easier than I am. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a crazy year. What a journey we had. Um, the accomplishments the team had. Just, just wow. Reflecting on that entire run, what sticks out to you the most? What, what memories are you, you locking in for life? I'd say that the biggest thing that sticks out is getting on that flight from Seattle to Tampa and everything kind of shifting because we just lost three out of four in Seattle with the division, losing the division on the last day of the season. Um, so just how it changed from it felt like probably the lowest of the lows to this huge run where we win, what, 13 games on the road or something in the playoffs? It was just – or 11, I think. Um, just crazy how I we mean, flipped by, that switch. By the time you guys got back from Baltimore, it felt like that was only four games later, but the momentum had just flown all the way to we're kicking ass, taking names, and not losing anymore. Yeah. That, I mean, that that's what it felt like in the clubhouse, too. It literally felt like everything was kind of coming easy to us, which is kind of hard to say, but we didn't change. We we played cards nonstop. We, we didn't change anything. It was just like, oh, it's just game, whatever, 163 right now. So nobody said anything on that plane? Nobody, nobody said anything that galvanized the room like a massive Braveheart moment? No, it was just same old flight. Play cards. Guys in the back play cards. Some guys watch movies. Some guys sleep. Other guys eat, whatever. I mean, it was just normal. The card stories, I mean, that's the theme, it seems like, of this team and the com camaraderie and the competitive nature. So for you, I love getting the different perspectives. How are you when it comes to cards? What's your game? Who do you <laughs> like playing with? Who's the one that you hate playing against? <laughs> um... Gosh, that's all hard to say. We all kind of mix up teams all the time. It doesn't really matter. It's just like, hey, are you busy? No? Okay, you're on my team. Oh. Um, stuff like that. But we play a game called Pluck, which is basically spades. Um, but the whoever dealt gets to choose the trump suit. Um, that's pretty much what it is. And uh, most of us learned it this year, I would say. I learned it this year. There's a couple other guys that learned it this year. So half the year it was like trying to figure out how to play. And then you try to figure out yeah, kind of your style of play. And then you have to learn everybody else's style of play because when you're my teammate, I want to know exactly what you're doing yeah. so I don't mess up. Um, so all of that, it just kind of made it fun. It was just something different, and it just keeps you preoccupied so you don't worry about all the other nonsense that comes with the game. Josh, you have a badass suit on tonight for the awards banquet here. <laughs> I noticed that hell, you are looking great. Oh, and I you. wonder, how do you keep – I noticed no socks. How do you keep your dress shoes from not stinking? Well, I have I have no shows on, so we're okay. Oh, we're, we're okay right. there. Yeah, we're good. Okay, we're I good. was just that's a veteran move, <laughs> veteran move. Right there. I'm looking down, and I'm thinking, my man is wearing no socks with a suit. Brand new invention. And I'm not thinking, a big sock guy. Like if I'm wearing my, are you a no shoes guy? Show? Do you walk around all the time with no shoes on? Are you one of those guys? Either sandals or slippers for the most part. For the most part. Okay, I was wondering how you keep your dress shoes fresh. But, but, you know. That's how. You that's just don't how wear them very often. There we go. You only wear them three <laughs> times a year. Pro tip right here. <laughs> no, the, most, the most impressive thing you have going on right now, Josh Young, is the, uh, is the smell. I mean, this guy smells. Oh, really? This is the this is some of the I best. I've gotten that one before, so that's huge. Let's go. No, dude, I, <laughs> I, for me. I got an, I got another cologne, bro. I got um, I got another cologne. This Clive, is top notch. Clive Christian. Clive Christian. Clive Christian. Okay, yeah. that's beautiful. Rocking and rolling here with Josh Young. I'm very very excited about this. Now, uh, are you rooting for Pat Mahomes this weekend? I have to. Red Raiders all the way. Um, and I'm when, watching football. Like the Cowboys are my team. Mm -hmm. They have to be now. Them and the Mavericks. Um, but I just I love quarterbacks. So I just like watching quarterback play, and obviously Mahomes, I saw him in, in college and saw how crazy he was in college. 
um, and we had no defense to help him. Yeah. But now to see him excelling and just the quarterback he's become is just crazy. So I, I, you can't do anything but root for him. I mean, you're a baseball champion now, so you've seen all your teammates get after it with the with the brewskis, you know. But I imagine Mahomes has got to be the, like the one seed for beer consumption, just at an impressive rate, yeah. impressive level. <laughs> he loves his. I I don't have any personal experience with him doing that, but uh, but I would say I mean, you're coming from Lubbock, you got to be able to put down a couple. Yeah. Yeah, I'm marrying into a Texas Tech family tomorrow, Ooh, actually. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, they, Welcome. They, they can booze. Thank you very much. <laughs> My uh, future brother-in-law just texted me and was like, ask Josh Young how it feels to be from the best university in the land I right mean, there. Black and scarlet, let's go. No All doubt. Day. So I got to see you uh, the morning before the parade, and it looked like you hadn't slept at all <laughs> what was that like from you win the world series to here we are let's go party in a parade i mean how can you sleep it's just like let's just celebrate we've we've just played 179 games this year um this last month has been crazy and hectic and we just we're on top we're on top of the baseball world baseball immortality they kind of say um for the off season so it's like guys let's just get after it and have fun oh yeah what'd you think of adrian beltre going into the hall I mean, that's just kind of setting the stage. I mean, it, it's a tribute to, I mean, the player he was. Over 3,000 hits. I don't know how many homers he hit. A lot from one knee is what it felt like. Um, yeah. But it's just, wow. And kind of coming in behind him, it's like, <laughs> there's the standard now. Um, how do you live up to it? And, I mean, he's just a great guy. He comes around, especially when we're out in L.A. playing. He comes around and um, looks like his son's going to be pretty good too. But to see him go in. Um, it's just crazy. It's just wow, and it's a big congratulations to him. Are you familiar with the story about the testicular explosion? <laughs> I'm not. Really, bro? You got to get to you, this. Is a toughness unlike anything. Okay, Josh Young, you take you take a freaking you take a baseball to the right one. Okay, <laughs> as he looks over at third base. Right yeah, now. third base is the same thing, Josh. You can find yourself in the same position. Okay, you're going grapefruit on these dudes, but you stay in the game. Not only do you stay in the game, but what does he do? He runs in the uh, the game winning run, run, winning run in the 14th. Adrian bleeping Beltre, bro. Talk wow. to me about that toughness. Um, Hall of Fame level. I'm gonna make sure to wear a cup. Yes, and pray that that doesn't happen. Yes, I guess I've already broke my thumb trying yeah, to catch something yeah, fast. Yeah. So uh, I'm surprised you hadn't heard of that because you're you're kind of like a baseball historian for being a young guy, aren't you? I try a little bit. Definitely younger me was deep diving all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Internet. And it was mainly into the Hall of Fame, just watching video. When MLB Network first started, it was like they would just throw videos on of old players, and it would be like a 30-minute segment just talking about this one guy. Yeah. And now it's turned into all the talk shows and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that's how it kind of first started. I don't even know what year that was, but I just sat there and just watched it nonstop. We were, we were at Jared Sandler's cherry event, and our show had a table right at third base. And we were sitting there looking back at home plate, and I'm saying, no effing way. There's no way. I, I, it, it seems like that you're what, when you're. I know your, your reactions and all that. Is it self defense sometimes over 1, there? One thousand percent. I mean, how do you Don't even it, prepare yourself for that? Like, okay, here he's here, the I'm, damn jungle cat, Broadus. Well, hell yeah, I mean, he's I know. built different, dude. That's true. Do you know who the hell he is? Well, I do, yes, I absolutely <laughs> yeah. do, and I respect that. But I'm, I'm sitting at that table at third base. I'm like going, there is no effing way. I'm, I'm even getting. I mean, I'm even standing here and doing this. You know the play that I like though. Was it Baltimore where there's a guy on first? It's the, in the ninth inning. The double. double the double play. That was sick. Like, because you had to cover a lot of ground and then just reach out and stab that thing. I Were you kind of surprised when it hit your mid? I think that was bottom eight, okay. I believe, because Chapman was in the game. Yeah. Um, but I just had a play like that in Tampa where I, I kind of tried to get it off the long hop. I didn't go get the short hop. Oh. And it got away from me. Oh. Um, and so I was like, I'm not making that mistake again. And in the moment, too, like, it's a, it's a one-run game. In Tampa, mm-hmm. it was like a five-run game. Yeah. 
Um, but it's a one-run game. It's like, okay, I, it's a do-or-die play. I either make this play or I don't, but it's not getting past me. Um, so it was just try to go get it. Okay, how about Montgomery, the play he made in Tampa? You, you know, I mean, <laughs> like he's like, like he's, what are you doing, Monty? Yeah, I love just, the play. Yeah. But dang it, if you come up hurt right now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sitting there, like, we're all like, no, no, yes. Because it's going yes. foul. Like, yeah, if he it, doesn't yeah, catch it, it's going foul. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, okay, whatever. Not but, worth a hammy, Monty. See, it's we not asked, worth falling and just going, up. Uh, my yeah. shoulder. No, right. no, Monty. We ask. We ask. Uh, <laughs> we ask Maddox about that. Like, well, how do you train for that? And you know, that's kind of making a joke. How do you train for that in spring training? He goes, well, we have drills we work on. And I'm like, going, what drills for like laying out, and making plays like that? It Man. was amazing. It it's was just, amazing. I mean, anytime you can take a take an out off the board, you want to oh, do it. Oh, absolutely. Right? There you but go. There you but go. But we're all going. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get up, there please. Get up. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Help him up. <laughs> Seems like we're okay. <laughs> did you did you holler at your did you holler at your boy Janko? He's officially back. Is he? Yeah. He's back. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Let's go. He's a glue guy, right? Glue guy. He's a glue guy. Whatever that means, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a tip <laughs> you of the can cap. Interpret that a lot of different ways. It's a tip of the cap. Is, <laughs> what that, is what that is. He's a championship glue guy. He's 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 a guy that's needed in the clubhouse to Definitely. get you from game one to one seventy nine. The bumps and 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 the the highs and the lows. Here comes Janko in a pinch. Boom, making big plays. Then yes. you go back and you sit, Janko, because the starter's back. All of a sudden, Janko, we need you again. Boom, you come up big and you do it with the with the hair. I and I would say the big thing about Janko is like he accepts that role and yeah. he thrives in that role and he's ready when you need him. Um, he's going to stay ready regardless. And that, that's the big thing for young guys to understand. Okay. You just described a glue guy. I'll tell you there what, he though. is. I can't, gosh wait. Dang jungle I can't cat. wait for Josh's next interview, and he goes, well, you know, he's a glue guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all going to go, yes, Hell yes, yeah. the glue guy. He fills in the holes. Yeah. Let's go. Gavin go. brought up the youth. And you guys have a really strong nucleus of young, talented players. Of course, you got Seager and Simeon locked up. And that's why it's like for us, I mean, we sit here and we talk about it. You got to take it one game at a time. But right. it's like, dude, let's let's run this sucker back. <laughs> what do you think? Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, our, our front office has done a great job to get everybody together. And it just so happens the way it's kind of all working out that you're going to have all of us for a couple years. Um, you know, arbitration and all that kind of stuff comes yeah. as guys get older. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, you got the middle infield for – Corey has eight more. Marcus has six more, something like that. So they're going to be around forever. You've got like 15. Yeah, I've got a lot. Um, Jonah's got a couple more. And Langford, like, boom, boom, boom. Forget about it. No kidding. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of youth. And they're they're young, young. Well, Evan's really young. I think, what is, uh, what's Langford? He's probably 21, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're babies compared to the baseball world. But, I mean, yeah, you got the youth. You got really good really good young players who can hopefully establish themselves and that's all you can ask for as a front office you get you get the guys that are the core guys in the middle and then the young guys that can come and just help stabilize the the lineup or whatever and that that just helps well congrats man a hell of a rookie year yeah, you, know, you came it. to the big leagues you established yourself i think you would have won rookie of the year if you didn't get hurt so <laughs> i'm sure you're gonna start thumb. stacking up awards this time i mean that'd be awesome but yeah. just go out there and play i mean i got Silver sluggers, gold gloves all over the place. Come on. Just got to fill my role, do my job. Hey, as we do every Glue Friday guy. at this time, we, Glue guy. We, yeah. ask the, we ask the folks what they're drinking and what they're thinking. What are you drinking tonight, and what are you going to be thinking about? It's just kind of the last time to relish on the season, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, because as soon as this is over, it's like, all right, it's 24. All that doesn't matter anymore. Um, drinking, if I'm going to have a drink, it's going to be some type of tequila. Okay. Um, Here we go. Probably a margarita with salt on the rim. There we go. Um, but it'll probably be some type of tequila.
Live it up, yeah, man. He's a good man. Cheers. Josh Young. Josh Young. Josh Young. Josh Young. Josh Young. Hell yeah. Thank you enough. Uh, congrats on being a World Welcome. Series champion. And, yes. and from all Rangers Welcome. fans, Thank man, you. you brought it home. You did the damn thing. Love it. Yeah. There he Appreciate goes. Appreciate you guys. Josh Young, third baseman on your World Series champion, Texas Rangers, here on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, we have LA Live with Lucius Alexander coming up in about seven minutes. Let's see how many of these phone calls we can get in as uh, we celebrate uh, not only being out here at the Globe, but it being Friday. Okay, it's quitting time. What you drinking and what you thinking? And uh, Lucius, where do we go first? Uh, let's go to Kenny on line one. Kenny, what are you drinking and what are you thinking, bro? What up? What up? Evening. Yeah, Josh Young, my man. Fresh strawberry frozen margarita with two shots of that good old rock and roll tequila. Tequila. What you thinking? And I want to give a shout out to Mama and Papa Bear Broadus. Appreciate you, sir. Yes, sir. And a shout out to my hockey playing grandsons, Landon and Maxon. And today on what you're thinking, I was going to go to the burning question that was asked yesterday, but we're going to put that off till next week because we have something a lot more important. And I wanted to say congratulations and happy birthday to Eric. Happy the Big 30. Thank you. And, most, and yeah, and to Woolchuck, man, you have you come from the nosebleed seats to G-Bag. You joined Soda, lost all that weight, bud. Got your first Playboy magazine. <laughs> <laughs> you started dating. Got you a girlfriend. And now married in a baby. Wow, congratulations, my friend. You've come a long ways, baby. And this weekend, you're going to be dancing with that ring. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, and, and I also wanted to, uh, instead of talking about the Cowboys and making everybody cry, I, w- I always want to tell something funny. And I always wanted to tell this month, I'm talking about how ugly I was when I was born. Hmm. And when I was born, I was so ugly, the doctor cut my umbilical cord, and then he hung himself. <laughs> <laughs> the joke series continues from Kenny in Quinlan. It opens a line at 877-881-1053, an abbreviated version of what you're drinking and what you're thinking as we were just uh, blessed with uh, the presence of Josh Young, uh, who is uh, here in the, in the Globe getting ready for tonight's annual awards out there in center field. Uh, the, the sponsors, the, the, the season ticket holders, everybody's starting to show up. Looks like they're going to have a hell of a crowd, and uh, I think you can keep up with it probably on TV and and uh, in your internet follows. Who's next, Lucius? Big Jim, you're in the G-Bag Nation. What are you drinking and what are you thinking, sir? Well, hey, fellas, I just, just polished off a little uh, Chick-fil-A lemonade and took the lid off and licked the pulp off the inside of the lemonade. That's good stuff right there. I'll get some whiskey later. Hey, listen, I got, real quick, I tell you, I got this gal I've, I've been, seeing, been seeing. She's beautiful. She's a really good-looking lady and uh, not a fella, good Lord. But uh, anyway... She uh, kind of got lights up a room. Well, this week she decided that she was going to go get Botox. And, fellas, let me tell you something. There ain't nothing above the eye sockets that move. And it changed her whole comportment. And, in fact, when she smiles, she look, I'm scared to death of her. She, I'm afraid she's going to cut me. But it got me thinking. A big problem with our quarterback, and I'm sorry, bring up the Cowboys, but everybody says every time Dak Prescott does something wrong, you know, he looks lost as a goose and, and, and looks blind, you know, bed like he's in the light somewhere, deer in headlights. And I thought, you know what? If we got old Dak Prescott, you know, some Botox injections in his, in his, in his head, those, you know, bug eyes wouldn't come out and those eyebrows wouldn't be halfway up his forehead. And, then, you know, it's a, it's a small step, 
But I'm thinking that if that boy looks like a cold-blooded killer out there on the field, that might be just the way to go. So I, I've been thinking about that since I see my honey. Oh boy! If you got girls, tell them, tell them to go easy on the Botox because it changes it, and man, it'll scare you to death. <laughs> Thank you, Big Jim. Honey, I'm home. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> Big Jim's man, he's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised either. I, I think that Botox. You, know, you got to less is more. Less is you got to be real careful with less it. Less is more. I think, yep. I think they get addicted to it, and they're yeah. like, "I'm going to do it everywhere now." And, and the next the thing, lips are hard. And their friends look like it too. Yeah. So they probably can't tell. You mm-hmm. know, they probably just think they're in the same beautiful club. But it's it's weird. You know, you got to you got to remain uh, human looking, uh, not just humanoid. Who's next, Lucius? Lewis, you're in the G Bag Nation. What are you drinking? What you think, bro? What's going on, guys? Uh... I ain't drinking yet, but it's my mom's birthday tonight, and I promise I'm going to take a shout-out to Keila for all five of you tonight. Nice. Thank you, what sir. I'm thinking. Thank you. Have a hell of a Friday. Oh. Did we lose Cowboy him? season is over, as as it should be. Uh, calling all the Tolos. Don't expect anything to change until you make that change and stop buying merchandise and stop buying tickets and, and accepting this mediocrity. Last thing I'm thinking is all I got to say is you know what time the parking lots will be open tomorrow. Thank you, guys. The parking lots for the Rangers. That's interesting. I think any time. Oh, the door's open at 9. I would say he'd probably pull in here at 8 pretty easy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he wants to tailgate it. You want to tailgate? Get out of here at 6, man. I come out here and join him if tailgating's going on. I love a good tailgate. Yeah, man. me too. Any excuse to drink early in the day. Boom. Barbecue something up. Boom. Even if it's just a, a, a hot link. Yeah. I'm here for it. Who's next, Lucius? Black and Gold B. You're the G-Bag Nation. What are you drinking? What are you thinking? What's going on, fellas? I'm driving hey, home, so I'm about 15, probably about 15 minutes away from cracking open some cold yingling light. There you go. And I'm thinking, well, since my football season ended a few weeks ago, this is, I guess now, this is when basketball and hockey season really start for me once football's over. And, you know, sucked it into so soon, but it is what it is. And then the song I'm going to recommend for the Tolos, for everybody I know, all the Tolos are out there. You know, their season ended two weeks ago. This is for all the Tolos and everybody else who doesn't have a team in the playoffs like myself. It's a great song. It's probably all one of my favorites off of this one. It's Life Goes On by Tupac. Y'all mm. fellas have a great weekend. Appreciate you, Black and Gold B. You have a great weekend yourself as we are now just moments from L.A. Live with Lucius Alexander. Let's see if we can get one more call in there. See what a Tolo's drinking and thinking. Where are we going, Lucius? Rodeo Ron. Rodeo Ron. <laughs> You're in a G-Bag Nation. What are you drinking? What are you thinking? We're drinking a little bit of Jim Bean with a splash of Louisiana sweet tea. Hey, Dawson, is yeah. that Bobby Bell behind you on YouTube eating a sandwich? Is that a ham sandwich <laughs> you're eating? No, hey. It's Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but what really? Hey, hey I, got use, I got useless information for y'all today. It's just useless information. Did you know it takes 3,000 cows every year to supply enough leather to make footballs? to play NFL football with. Wow. But the real question is, where does the rest of the cow go? Who gets to devour the rest of the cow? And if you're not hanging out with Jordy O'Run, <laughs> Jim Beam on a World Series Championship, Texas Ranger night, where they have you at, baby? Wow, deep thoughts with Rodeo Ron. Yeah. There you oh have it. That's God. an SNL bet waiting to happen. And it's time now to go into the Pimp Cup where Lucius Alexander has L.A. Live. I got one more for you. Polo and Garland, you're in the G-Bag yeah. Nation. What are you drinking? What are you thinking, bro? What's going on, fellas? I know you got to get to Lucius in the show, but um, I've been drinking some Kool-Aid that my girl just made me and a bad-ass hamburger she made me. 
Uh, what I'm thinking is, uh, uh, Nico Harrison, you starting to look more and more like Will Smith, little boy, like he just don't know what you're doing. Y'all look alike. Y'all act like just dumb. Make a trade. I'm trying to look at the ESPN on my phone every couple hours, and Dallas ain't did nothing. And you look at Michael Parsons of the Cowboys, uh, he needs to be a linebacker, put Sam Williams at defensive end, let him start because Michael Parsons, you get wore down the end of the season. You had no more sacks. I got to go. Uh, Broder from side by LSU losing yesterday. It should have been South Carolina. I got to go. Love y'all. Talk to y'all next week. Let's go, Lucius. Salute, Polo. Have yeah. yourself a great weekend. And here in the Pimp Cup is Lucius Alexander. Yeah, let's get to the intro. <laughs> She got jokes. Oh, Cowboys, you guys don't like Cowboys. You guys don't like Cowboys, the football team. <laughs> outsider <laughs> when a third party person say you're a problem out loud doesn't it sound so dumb <laughs> okay you hit you hate a city of people because of cowboys the football team <laughs> do we have a football team here in houston the texans they're called the texans versus The Texans versus the Cowboys. Okay, I understand. Uh, is there another beef I should worry about? Is there another one? In California, I live in LA, we worry about gangs. But, but here it is, the Texans versus the Cowboys. <laughs> LA Live for January 26, 2024. It's a Friday, people. We made it. Championship weekend in the NFL. Uh, more on that later. We can get to that. But first, keep your nose clean this weekend. Avoid the law dogs, okay? Uh, are you guys going to keep your nose clean this weekend, you fellas? Good you back, Nation? Yes, yeah. sir. Might have some nasals uh, coming in here. I'm not quite sure. But as far as uh, anything nefarious, I should be good. Gotcha. Weekend warning. This weekend safety briefing. Do not add to the population. Do not subtract from the population. I'll be the one. Do not end up in the hospital, newspaper, or jail. If you do end up in jail, establish dominance quickly. Establish dominance, all right? Dominance, yes. Establish. Establish it. G-bag of the day. We do it every weekday here on the fan at 2.30. If you see anything floating out there, don't be afraid to hit me up, y'all. Lucky Lucius P on social media. Lucius Alexander on Facebook. Or you can go to Twitter, find G-bag Nation. Follow every last one of us. Our winner so far is uh, Bill Burr. Yes. Uh, He has some words for the crying Bills fan. Crying Bills fan. How about that (laughs) The crowd just breaking down crying. I mean, that was ridiculous. I'm sorry. Like I would be, if that was my son, I would be like, "What in the f- was that?" Crying like he's the first sports fan ever to experience a devastating loss. Go f- yourself. And everybody, has anybody suffered more than the f- Buffalo Bill fans? The Bills have been around for in the NFL since 1970. All right, they're 53. Years in, 54 years in. Quit your whining. You lose a game, you take it like a man. Break it down, crying in the stands. What is this, World Cup soccer? 
You're an American. You don't feel feelings. That's right. <laughs> Damn man. Take your emotions yeah, and you swallow them. And you let them kill you slowly from the inside like a real <laughs> man. Go. Yeah. Like a real man. L.A. Live, Friday night, 105.3 The Fan. Uh, like I said, it's a championship weekend in the NFL. We have uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Ravens the playing Ravens. against the Chiefs. That's the afternoon game. And then the 49ers play the Lions, y'all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm telling you all of this because one of... Let's see. The 49ers have a whole lot of fans, and one of their biggest fans is a Bay Area rapper named Locksmith. Now, this man is a rapper, not a recording artist, a damn rapper. He's got bars, and they're brilliant. Uh, Locksmith, he makes his sports opinions through his raps on his Instagram. I played him once before here in G-Bag uh, Nation, LA Live at one point. Here he is going up for his 49ers. Tell me if this man is not dropping bars. Look. I heard a lot of talk last week and a bunch of fuss. Our team got exposed. Our quarterback is a bust. Kyle Shanahan's game plan is full of rust. Well, guess what? The NFC has to go through us. Number one seed. The rest of y'all need to concede. Never fold. Red and gold. That's the colors we bleed. Fred Warner, Greenlaw, Gibson, and Demo. Better respect Mooney Ward. This season, he all pro. Such a waste. The rest of y'all playing for second place. We smother you little pups. You too young for the chase. Nick Bosa is gearing up. D-line is getting healthy. No Taylor Swift curse. Go flirt with Travis Kelsey. This is football. Kid will break in the tackle. Four players with a thousand. Your squad can barely grapple like apples to oranges. We swarm on your less depth. Your dirty dot purdy setting records in SF. CCMC when you see me MC. CC your DC what we did in DC. Oh. We see the Brock haters, the media agitators, the naysayers that try to discredit play for my players. Say a prayer for the rest of the competition. This is January football. Better play your position. That's awesome. Yeah, man. This man is awesome. Rapping. Be yeah. rapping, rapping, bro. Yeah. He's got bars. Locksmith. For sure. Find him on Instagram. If you're a 49ers fan, because there's a whole lot of 49ers fans out there, I will tell you that. I know three of them myself. Yeah. He's even tired of the media uh, taking shots at Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Mr. Purdy. You see, close only counts with horseshoes and hand grenades. So please stop with these moral victory accolades. Two picks at the end of the game and Jordan still got love. Double standards are quite plain. If the same thing happened to us, then these sports media pundits would be screaming, see, Brock ain't clutch. But instead he went six for seven when our season was threatened and did it all without one of his biggest weapons. But haters gonna continue to troll post. You need a comeback win, he did it. Now they moving the goalposts. Under center, ascending it from the gun. I'm that sure. Matt LaFleur is Kyle Shanahan's son. The Sunday's different. Detroit's in a deep lapse. Never been in the bowl. So they desperate to reach that. We peep your weaknesses. DBs that get detached. We scramble. Dan Campbell, go chew on some kneecaps. Come on. You got a nice young team with a bright future. But the QB you paid will come back to shoot you. His play will taper off. This time next week, I guarantee, Jared is playing golf. <laughs> bang bang night game move the sticks you just lying to yourselves we on a quest for six that is awesome that is man that's good stuff right there that's bro. strong really good. yeah that's fantastic man all right yeah i had some other stuff lined up for you but we kind of ran out of time and i don't have time to fit all of this in carry it over <laughs> no i just don't i just don't i don't know if i could man yeah you know, nope. squint at it. <laughs> Even maybe if I could. Uh, Lord willing, the creek don't rise. Y'all be safe out here this weekend. All right. I'll see y'all on Monday. I'll look.
There he goes, Lucius Alexander, L.A. Live, every night about 540, usually about 545 on a Friday. We're making way for what you're drinking and what you're thinking. Thanks again to Josh Young for joining us, the Rangers third baseman. We're live here at the Globe where the uh, Rangers uh, annual uh, awards are about to go. And then Mike Maddox is going to join us before they start. So I believe Mike Maddox is on his way. We'll talk with the Rangers pitching coach and get into the fifth and final hour of the show coming up next right here at Nation and the Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.